Are you tired of your digestive system feeling like a circus act gone wrong? Introducing Ritual's 3-in-1 Gut Superhero Symbiotic Plus, a probiotic, prebiotic, and postbiotic all rolled into one. And with 25% off with the code POWER, there's no better time to check out Ritual. Let's break it down. Probiotics are like the cool kids at the gut party, keeping everything in check and making sure the good vibes are flowing. Prebiotics are their wingmen, fueling the party with all the right snacks to keep the good bacteria thriving. And postbiotics, well, they're like the cleanup crew, sweeping away the mess and leaving your gut feeling fresh and fabulous. So say goodbye to the gut drama and remember, there's no more shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com power. Tossing and turning all night like a salad? It's time to put those sleepless nights to bed for good. Enter Tanasi, my sleep saviors, and they have science to back up their sleep, anxiety, and pain-relieving powers. Back in 2016, they invested a $2.5 million grant to Middle Tennessee State University to study the hemp plant. Turns out their special patent-pending CBD-CBDA formula is twice as effective as CBD alone and can be more effective than over-the-counter ibuprofen, acetaminophen, and aspirin. So if you're tired of tossing and turning like a rotisserie chicken, then Tanasi's got your back with their range of great products from tinctures to gummies to lotions. Tanasi is my go-to when I can't sleep or I have way too much anxiety. I'm so glad that I discovered them. So go to Tanasi.com and use the code POWER to get 25% off your order. That's Tanasi.com, T-A-N-A-S-I, to get 25% off your first order with the promo code POWER. Sober Powered is sponsored by BetterHelp. I was a stress drinker and I thought if only I didn't have so much stress, I wouldn't have to drink this much. But do you know why I had all this stress? Because I didn't have the skills to take stressors off my plate so they built up and wore me down. Some stressors are big and others are small, but carrying around 25 minor annoyances is going to have an impact on you. Plus, did you know that alcohol messes with our stress response system and decreases our ability to handle stress? It makes small things seem like a much bigger deal. Learning how to manage stress and take things off my plate has changed my life. I'm calm, I'm less reactive, and I believe that I can handle whatever comes my way. I feel proud of the way that I handle things now. You can get there too. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com sober to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash sober. When you're used to using alcohol to fix all your problems, it's difficult to know what to do when that's no longer an option. Drinking prevents us from having to learn coping skills because we use alcohol to control our emotions and feel whatever we want to feel at whatever intensity we want to feel it. Until the alcohol wears off, of course. In this episode, I'm sharing five coping skills that you can start practicing to deal with situations and emotions that you would normally run to alcohol for. So let's dig in.
When I didn't have any healthy coping skills, I would write off stupid ones as things that didn't apply to me. So if you think these are stupid and you're prejudging them, as something that won't work for you, that is because you are still looking for a shortcut. And remember, nothing healthy gives you a shortcut. So please give these a chance. The coping skill that you're going to select depends on what you're feeling. Anxiety and anger are high energy emotions. So taking a bath probably won't do it for you. And similarly, depression is a low energy emotion. Trying to force yourself to go to the gym may be really difficult for you. You have to match the coping skill to the energy of your emotion. So my first skill is walking. You probably knew that I was going to include this one. I am a big fan of walking. It's easy. You just leave your house and do it. If you're feeling a high energy emotion, then a rage walk can be helpful. If you're feeling a low energy emotion, then a leisurely chill walk would help. This coping skill works for everything. A 2013 study found that a 15 minute brisk walk reduced urges to drink. And more importantly, it also reduced attentional bias to alcohol related images and cues. So I talked about attentional bias in episode 128. And this is our tendency to pay attention to alcohol and ignore everything else. It's really subtle, but have you ever walked into a room and your eyes immediately find the alcohol? That's your attentional bias. And what this does is when you're experiencing a cue, it makes it much harder for us to redirect and put our thoughts on something else. So if you're in early sobriety especially, then a 15-minute walk can be a huge help for reducing cravings and triggers. And this will come back in my third coping skill too, so stay tuned. But exercise is a very simple way to get a mood boost and feel like you did something good for yourself. A 2022 study found that exercise increased brain volume in almost every area of the brain. And this study looked at people ages 30 to 94. We know from episode 69 that alcohol shrinks the brain and decreases brain volume, so this is extra important for us. They found that even just a small change, like introducing a 15-minute walk every day, resulted in major improvements in the brain, especially for people that were over the age of 70. The health of your brain is also important for being able to recruit the connections that help you regulate your emotions, redirect, put things in perspective, and control your impulses. So please walk today if you haven't yet and try to walk every day. Easy, but it helps a lot. Coping skill number two is to leave and change your focus. This is something that we talk a lot about in anger management. When you're anxious, angry, or triggered to drink, there's some kind of cue activating your brain, and it's very difficult to redirect while you're still exposed to the trigger. So remove yourself from the situation, even if it's just to go to the bathroom at a party or family thing and try to redirect your focus. You've probably seen online that a craving lasts about 15 minutes, but if you're just sitting there being triggered, then it's probably gonna last a lot longer. The just sit with it advice doesn't mean literally sit there and suffer. 
That's what I thought it meant when I was first learning coping skills and I did not understand. My therapist kept asking what would happen if I just sat with it. And I don't know, I'd feel increasingly more uncomfortable as time went on. Like I just, I couldn't understand the concept. So if this sounds like you, then it's important to do something about it and not just suffer. Sitting and suffering makes you more likely to select a self-destructive coping skill like drinking, emotional eating, yelling at people, or road raging. Number three is reframe. This is a more advanced strategy that takes practice, so if you've never done it before, be patient. I always thought that reframing was looking on the bright side and being grateful that you don't have it worse, and that's not what it is. And that kind of stuff just makes people who are struggling to cope feel even more misunderstood. Reframing helps break down destructive thought patterns like all or nothing thinking, taking things personally, or being stuck in victim mentality. So here's an example. My husband comes home in a bad mood and I immediately think it must be my fault. I try to people please him, get him to tell me what's wrong, and I'm overly needy and affectionate trying to cure his mood and get validation from him that he loves me. In my mind, I need him to assure me that I am good and loved but I'm convincing myself I'm actually doing this to help him. The reframe here would be, my husband could be in a bad mood for a variety of reasons. Maybe he had a bad day at work, or he was stuck in a lot of traffic on the way home. Making his bad mood all about me is only going to make him feel worse. I choose instead to adopt a wait-and-see approach instead of making an assumption. A study published in 2022 followed young adults for three months during the pandemic, and they looked at coping strategies in response to being quarantined. So they found that people who struggled to reframe also drank more alcohol. So this skill is very important for your sobriety. Reframing gets confused with toxic gratitude. And every time someone told me to look on the bright side or to list five things I'm grateful for, I wanted to throw up all over them. If you think your life sucks, then it's going to be pretty difficult to be grateful for anything. However, we often think our life sucks because of destructive thinking patterns that make us feel worse about everything. You may get stuck focusing on minor negative details and not being able to see the positive stuff in your life. Or maybe you take everything personally and you think the world is out to get you. These thinking patterns are changed by reframing. And if you suck at this, then this is one of the modules of my anger management program if you want help working on it. The fourth coping skill is breathe, and this is probably the stupidest one of all. But when I'm anxious or angry, I don't even realize how shallow my breathing is. Shallow, quick breathing activates the sympathetic nervous system, and slow, deep breathing activates the parasympathetic nervous system. If you want to learn more about the nervous system, then go listen to episode 149. The sympathetic nervous system gets us hyped up so that we can act. And the parasympathetic nervous system helps us rest and relax. 
So you can get apps that help you with breathing and guide you through relaxing in a minute or two where you fill up the circles with your breath. Or you can just remove yourself from the triggering situation and take a few deep breaths. Taking a moment to pause and bring awareness to your breath can help calm you down. It's signaling to your nervous system, I am safe. You can relax. I am safe. And once your nervous system gets that point, you will start to calm down and then you can use areas of the brain like the prefrontal cortex to start thinking things through and make a better decision instead of just reacting impulsively to make the feeling go away or to relieve the discomfort as quickly as possible. Five is empathy. Is this person really a piece of crap loser? Do they really spend their time thinking about how they can screw you over? Is their life's mission actually to make you miserable? We are not good at empathy. And this is another thing that we cover in anger management too. Empathy helps with reframing because it puts the situation in perspective. If you're someone that often thinks, I would never do that, then you are somebody that needs empathy. And that was me for years. My husband would do something and then I would think I would never do that and I'd get upset. First of all, my husband is not me. But more importantly, when we think this way, we are assuming that our way of thinking and doing is the only right way and that everyone else must live their lives by our rules. I mean, that's not realistic, right? Empathy gets you out of destructive thought patterns. But there's one catch. Alcohol damages the brain and it damages our cognitive abilities. I explained in episode 162 about how your cognition heals in sobriety, but one of the very last skills to heal is empathy. Problem drinkers struggle to recognize how someone is feeling based on their facial expressions. So a 2020 study published in neuropsychology looked at 22 social drinkers and 22 people in recovery who had been sober for at least two weeks and were enrolled in a treatment program. They asked all the participants of the study to read a couple stories, and some of them had ironic endings, and some of them had non-ironic endings, so just a regular ending. And then they asked the participants to talk about how the characters in the story were feeling and what they thought about their intentions. The people in early sobriety were not able to judge the emotions of the characters accurately. They were much less likely to recognize irony in a story, and they judged characters that were expressing ironic or sarcastic comments as expressing positive emotions. And they also misinterpreted negative emotions as being critical and positive emotions as amusement. So the conclusions from the study were that even two weeks after quitting drinking, sober people still could not accurately judge the emotions of others. So how long you've been sober can prevent you from having empathy and from understanding how other people might be feeling. This skill can take many months to recover. So if you're struggling with this, you can start by asking people how they're feeling and trying to not make it all about you. Many of us are also people pleasers, and it takes a lot of time to break down these behaviors and thoughts, but practice and awareness are the first step on the path. 
So try out some of these skills and remember if you are prejudging these things as they won't work for you, then it means you really need to do them. To be successful at sobriety, we need to stop looking for shortcuts and quick fixes. The more that you learn how to cope in healthy ways, the more calm and relaxed your life will be too. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you did, I would love if you could take a moment to leave a quick five-star rating and write a review. I read them all and they mean so much to me. So thank you very much. And I will talk to you in the next one. Oh, hey, it's Erin. And I'm Michaela, and we're the hosts of the Two Sober Girls podcast, and we are on a mission to spill the wild truth about sobriety. Forget the rosé all day cliche. Sobriety is flipping amazing. Absolutely. It's not just about quitting the drink. It's a gift you give yourself and your loved ones. So what are you waiting for? Break up with that old toxic relationship with alcohol and let us show you the possibilities. And here's the thing. Everything your precious heart desires becomes way easier without the influence of alcohol. We're not just two sober girls. We're also wellness coaches. We're here to show you how to optimize health, lifestyle, and beauty, feel sexy and alive as F. So stay tuned because we're rolling out new episodes every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts and trust us. They have your name written all over them. We can't wait to share the magic of sobriety and wellness with you. Subscribe to Two Sober Girls Podcast today and come follow us on Instagram for behind the scenes action and send us a DM. We can't wait to meet you.